Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something everybody my name is eric and i'm justin and welcome to another brand new episode of paratruth radio as we said time and time again over the last few weeks we are back on our weekly schedule thank goodness for that because it has been a long time waiting six months mm-hmm. off and here we are what four five weeks in now um since the beginning I of october it's yeah. november yep it's crazy uh, I was actually just thinking about it the other day. I actually, I think I asked my mother, I was like, uh, is Thanksgiving just two weeks away? And what did you know? It is. <laughs> it's just moving so fast. <laughs> oh, how's your day been? Your week even since the last time we talked? Um, It's been going all right. Um, Today we we're recording on Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to all the vets out there. Um. Probably should have gotten that on the last episode, but things have been going so quick this past couple of weeks. It's just crazy. But thank you to all the veterans out there, um, even though this is a little bit late. Um, but with that being said, uh, it's been a really good week. Um, been trying to keep up on my NaNoWriMo writing. Uh, did some over the weekend. Did not have time to do it in the past couple days so I have to catch up uh, but that's the nice thing about NaNoWriMo is, is once you start getting into the pace at least you have started getting into the habit again that's that's the biggest thing for me is even if I don't make the 50,000 words I've created a, a better writing habit but how about you yeah, uh, you know, it's it's been an eventful week for sure. Um, I mean, none, none of you can tell, but Justin, you see it. I'm now in my new studio, which means I'm in my new house. Uh, and it's been a while since, well, it's been about a year since I've been out of my parents' house because uh, I was living in Georgia, obviously. But it's been roughly five years since I've been on my own. Uh, the last two or so, I was living with th- two other roommates Um and so I got to say, it's just really nice to be alone again. It's I, I missed it a lot when I was in Virginia. I had my own apartment, but it's so much more nice, like space and just more time to to kind of do the things I want to do here. Uh, and definitely more, um, feeling more motivated to do things that I couldn't do at my parents' house, like writing or you know, doing more stuff for the show. I have the time, the space, uh, the, the quiet that I need for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it's definitely cool. Other than that, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. You know, like I said, the, the weeks are moving fast. We're approaching no, uh, 
Thanksgiving very quickly here. Uh, and before you know it, guess what? It's Christmas. And, you know, we're yeah. already starting to celebrate. I'm kind of getting excited for it. My first Christmas tree will be going up soon here. Uh, <laughs> probably waiting until Thanksgiving, though. I won't be one of those, you know, before Thanksgiving times. One of those people. But, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, not going to be one of those people. <laughs> But yeah, you know, other than that, it, everything's going well. I'm, I'm excited for tonight's episode here. So I know we're kind of dragging, dragging it on here for some of you. So don't worry, we're going to jump in right now. But a few years ago, Justin and I were talking about a number of different things on our on our show. And a lot of things that had really conspiracy theories behind them. Uh, they're generated by people throughout the years. There are books on some of these subjects. Uh, and many of these, uh, really, they evolved around extraterrestrials, NASA, uh, the, you know, the dark side of the moon, Project Blue Book, things like that. One that we did also, but wasn't as elaborative, I guess, as maybe it might be, or some of the changes, is Project Blue Beam. Now, this is one, Justin, that you couldn't remember if we actually did. And mm-hmm. despite knowing that we we did indeed do one, uh, I, I realized if you didn't really remember it, then probably other people didn't either. So why not go ahead and do it again? Let's repeat it. Let's talk a little bit about Project Bluebeam, get into some conspiracy theories because it's been a while since we've done any of those uh, type of episodes. And, and let's just talk about this whole idea of a new religion and NASA and how they kind of come together. So... I don't know if there's anything really in the research that was new to you that kind of stood out. I know I didn't see too much that stood out different from the past. Uh, But when you were going through this, is there anything new to you? Like maybe you've already read it, but it just kind of sparked your, your, your imagination or your mind. Like, Oh, Um, nothing new, but you know, after we've been talking about the different things over the past couple of years now, uh, it does, kind of have that uh, similar flat earth thing to it where the flat earthers are are also saying NASA's pulling the wool over our eyes. The earth is actually flat, not uh, spherical like we're we're meant to believe. But um, that's the only thing that kind of got me thinking a little bit because it does give a similar idea that NASA is, is... doing things behind closed doors type of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was, I was actually considering bringing this up a little later in the episode, but why not now? Uh, you know, one thing that I find interesting about these conspiracy theories, especially those revolving around NASA or involving NASA in some way, is that despite being very well pronounced and known throughout the world, this is a National Aeronautics Space Administration. You know, that's what it stands for. This is really American. But we never mm-hmm. talk about conspiracy theories involving other aeronautic companies. Uh, you know, the European Space Agency, for example, the Indian Space Research Organization, uh, Roscosmos. You know, these are some of these other companies or establishments that really we don't discuss for some reason. And it's probably because we're so localized, the being that we are American and living in America. Uh, but 
it, it's just weird to me that whenever somebody talks about conspiracy, whether it's in America or someone from outside America, I've heard uh, the British doing shows about NASA. I've heard, you know, Russians doing shows about NASA. There's so many people talking about NASA, but what about those other companies? Like, do you think there's a reason why NASA seems to be, maybe it isn't, but for most of us, it seems to be the, uh, the central kind of location or spot for a lot of these theories. Is it mainly because America is the new world, the youngest in the world? Um, well, only because I'm not really familiar with all the other agencies. Are the other agencies govern governmentally funded or are they privately funded? Uh, I don't actually know specifically. It looks like uh, the European Space Agency is an intergovernmental agency, so that would be through the government, I'm sure. Right. Um, let's see, Roscomos is one I've heard a lot of lately. That one, I believe, is actually independent, but that's a Russian Federation. So, well, we know how that could be. Right. Well, the, the reason I ask is that probably part of it is um, NASA is government governmentally funded where there are some that are independently or, or uh, privately funded. We've got SpaceX that's owned by Elon Musk and uh, he has done different things like wanting to go uh, fund a mission to Mars and get people to go to Mars. Um, he shot supposedly a uh, car into space and there's a car floating around the earth um but nasa being governmentally funded all i hate to say this but already puts that that skeptical idea in people's heads about what are these people really up to because they're funded by the government right. there's got to be something going on okay i mean yeah that makes sense it's Funded by the government, the government tends to be a little sketchy in most people's eyes. I mean, we've seen it a lot just within the presidency over the last four years, which, by the way, since the last episode, we've got a new president. So thank goodness for that, right? Uh, so no more smart remarks about a certain you-know-who, at least not yet. We'll see what happens with <laughs> well, the new president. But um, I mean, to to voice that, I mean... Truthfully, we actually don't even really have a new president until January 20th. There can be some really messed up things that happen between now and then that may change that. But I'm really hoping it doesn't. Sure. Speaking of theories, before we jump, I mean, hey, why not? It's a theory, right? Or a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, this whole idea, because let's talk a little bit about Trump here, because we all know that he likes to control the narrative. You know, we mm -hmm. state a, someone states a fact, he tells us it's wrong. Uh, we say something wrong, he does us that that wrong is true. You know, he's always jumping around the bush. He'll cut uh, reporters off. You know, he does everything he can to spin things the proper way or to completely ignore them. And one thing that has been in the media lately is this idea that he wants to possibly uh, end up creating his own. Basically, it's a, a a media company, not not a media company, but like news company, his own news channel, 
It's supposed to be called the Trump News Network. Uh, at least that's what they're calling it right now in the media. And it basically gave him a platform to control a lot of what we're seeing in the media. Now, this was one thing that was discussed about him doing as a president, but it's also truly believed that he'll end up doing it even not as president because he still has a lot of power just as a man, as, as he is, the man that he is, which is this business you know, guru who, despite what anyone thinks about the business, he's still a millionaire, billionaire. He's worth a lot and therefore has power, right? Uh, so what's interesting about that is that one of his friends, uh, I think he's a pretty close friend of his, ended up just buying CNN. And now there's even more discussion as to whether or not CNN is going to become TNN, uh, which is going to be really messed up <laughs> and weird. But some conspiracy news for you guys. If, if you haven't been following along, look forward to that if it's possible. I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Uh, I know that report that I just told you guys about came from NPR. So that is a nationally recognized uh, media station, news network. And uh, yeah, some interesting stuff there. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Project Bluebeam in and of itself, because this is something that was actually created by a man. I, I, I don't know if you know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Serge Monast. Monast? Serge Monast. Yeah, he's from Canada, so he's got that kind of okay. French name. Um, not really created, but he was the one that discovered and was putting this information out <clears throat> so so you're telling me that a canadian came up with this crazy theory <laughs> to with nasa involved for some reason this seems, this seems sketchy it's, it's a little weird <laughs> well yeah it, it it i didn't dig super deep into how he was uh or or why he was digging into nasa uh but supposedly um there was talk of both him and another unnamed journalist actually being assassinated because they both died of heart attacks in 1996. Both of them were covering uh, the Project Blue Beam. Um, and they also had thought that the Canadian government had kidnapped Monast's daughter in an effort to dissuade him from pro- investigating Project Blue Beam. Um, but it doesn't really go into to a whole lot of detail as to like his his motivation behind it like what got him really right. involved with it other than he was looking into secret societies the new world order uh he was also looking into um the um um freemasons a little bit uh he was an active member of social credit party of canada um i'm not sure where that plays into all of it um, but, uh, he, that's where he kind of got started with it was, was delving into these, um, particular, um, organizations. Um, and then he had come across a works by William Guy Carr. And I think that's what really sparked all of this. So as he was digging into this, he was looking at a lot of that. Right. And let's not forget, he was actually also the founder of the International Free Press Agency, uh, which today is still a relatively popular uh, online network now that we're seeing. 
so this is another way. Actually, it's funny that he was because it makes me think of you for a moment. And the question is whether or not you should seek publication for some of your writings, whether you should self-publish, which is the route that you've gone, and whether or not you should even start your own publishing company. And if that's the case, could you be the next person coming up with conspiracy theories that we're going to have to talk about <laughs> on the radio? Now, you, you might be going down a, a really crooked line here, Justin. <laughs> if, I mean, if it ever came down to it, I'm sure my wife and yourself would reel me back to reality, I would hope. <laughs> but uh, only time will tell. It just depends on, I mean, we'll see how 2020 ends and, and we'll go from there. Serge was really kind of interested. He delved into this whole idea of a new world order and secret societies, which ultimately brought him to his 90, 1994 publication of Project Bluebeam. Uh, which, of course, details his claim that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and ultimately start a new world order. Uh, This technologically simulated event would basically recreate, or I shouldn't say recreate because it hasn't happened yet, but it would recreate the second coming of Christ. And the idea would be to, whether it's throughout the world or just a specific nation, make people believe that their second coming had happened and get people to basically bow down, worship, follow the commands of this new world order without anyone really second guessing it or questioning it. How exactly that would work, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like, especially in America, a lot of people being the way that they are would be, I don't think they'd give in to that type of of event too easily. Even if God himself came, like in reality, I think there's a lot of people in America who'd be like, ah, it's not real. You know, uh, there's mm-hmm. just people aren't typically, most people aren't that gullible. So I think there'd be a lot of problems here. But this whole thing was supposed to be the intimate implemented between 1995 and 1996, which of course didn't happen. Otherwise we'd have a whole different show here uh, discussing Mm -hmm. something completely different, but nonetheless, this conspiracy theory again was supposed to, I think it was supposed to happen in 87. Didn't happen. 95 didn't happen. 96 didn't happen. Now it's just kind of a, a story. There is some people out there thinking it can possibly still happen, especially with the way uh, things have been going with the numerous sightings of UFOs this year mm-hmm. and over the last couple of years. Uh, there's been a lot of drone testing, and I don't know if you guys have seen the way drones fly these days. Uh, you can see them during firework events on the 4th of July, during various memorial events, where there's just thousands of actually i think they showed one there was one at the super bowl last year where there were just thousands of you i was gonna say ufos but thousands of drones flying and they're creating images in the sky they're creating words and things like that which when i think about it i think the original correct me if i'm wrong justin but i believe the original plan according to Bluebeam, was that the was that nasa through the government or the aid of the government would create an image via satellite that would 
create kind of a hologram either amongst the clouds or within the sky to make people believe that the second coming was happening. Uh, now, obviously I'm no scientist. I've never been to NASA. I've been, I've been parts of NASA, but I've never been inside. Obviously the actual secured locations uh, that you need to have a NASA ID to get into. So I don't know if satellites are actually capable, capable of projecting images uh, aside from sending photos back to earth or anything like that. But this idea of drones and how quickly they've advanced over time, even Amazon taking advantage of it, uh, the way they're able to move and shape their, basically the environment around them uh, to make you see these pictures. Do you think that this could be possibly one way in which this new world order can come to be if Bluebeam is even still in the works, according to this theory? Uh, with the way uh, people are, are, I shouldn't say people are skeptical because there there's extremes on either side. Um, it just really will depend on um, how deep you really are into uh, not just your faith, but but quite honestly, if you have been looking into conspiracy theories for so long. Maybe people will will see through it, but um, all these different unidentified unidentified flying objects that have been popping up this year, uh, even though supposedly it's not actually happening, we're just kind of stir crazy. Um, it to me is a good possibility, and people are believing it because they're seeing it. I mean. To me, it, this is more than just a mass hysteria thing. If people are seeing it in multiple locations, through not just throughout this country, but multiple countries, that's more than a mass mass hysteria thing, in my opinion. I completely agree. You know, people are seeing this all around the world. Uh, so, which or seeing the UFOs all around the world. And sometimes they're in bundles. Sometimes they're big. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're triangular, uh, rectangular, spherical, you know, all these different shapes. So I can't imagine that everything is going to be the quote unquote government, whether especially the U S government, because we have obviously restricted airspace uh, over some nations. So it's interesting to me though, to think that maybe both the UFOs and the the implementations of the new spacecraft that the military is creating and NASA uh, might coincide in some way, whether it's aliens coming to investigate how we're using their alien technology. If we talk about the 19, uh, 1947 Roswell incident and how we supposedly got like fiber optics from that particular in incident and other technological advantages uh, as well since that accident, that crash, uh, maybe there's entities coming back to see how far along we are, what's happening. And then it has, you know, you have to question, was that something were those technologies stolen by us if they are alien technology or were they given to us by aliens at some point, either in 47 or earlier or later or whatever? Uh, so there's really a lot to think about and consider here when, when we're talking about this. Right. Um, well, I think this is actually a good 
spot where we can get into the four steps of this project. Um, the, and the, that's the that's the thing that baffles me is, is supposedly it was supposed to be implemented several times in the past uh, in the past couple decades, but like you said, did, did we have the technology? Do we have the technology now even to to do these things that they were supposedly supposed to be doing? Um, but we'll start with step one and we'll kind of go back and forth so we don't talk over each other. So I'll start with step one. Uh, step one requires the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. This will apparently be accomplished by faking earthquakes at precise locations around the planet. Uh, fake new discoveries at these locations will finally explain to all people the error of all fundamental religious doctrines, specifically Christian and Muslim doctrines. Now, uh, I had seen a video not too long ago uh, that actually new caverns just opened uh, where more Dead Sea Scrolls were, were discovered. Um is this the start of of that step one? I don't know. Uh, you know, we also had the uh, discovery uh, of the opening of the the tombs this year in 2020, which everybody was joking. This is not the year to do that. Uh, but again, you know, it, they, I don't remember them saying anything about earthquakes for that. I don't remember them saying earthquakes where the the caverns were discovered with the new Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, but that to me raises suspicion as to, are we starting this now? I, I don't, I personally don't think so, but it could buy into this conspiracy theory. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Right. Uh, for sure. I mean, that's very possible that that's what's happening here. Um, let's go into step two. So step two involves a gigantic space show uh, where in three-dimensional holographic laser projections will be beamed all over the planet. And this is where Bluebeam really tends to take off. The projections themselves will take the shape of whatever deity is most predominant and will speak in all languages. At the end of the light show, the gods will all merge into one god as the Antichrist. Now, this is something I recall discussing, actually, and it was the idea that not only would this be necessarily an American or like NASA, but maybe it would be since it's the help of the United Nations uh, implemented by 
everyone who has control of their of their uh, satellites and broadcasting these deities is it's really interesting right so you see these mm-hmm. deities in different in different continents and countries and stuff like that and and clearly it doesn't necessarily hit everybody the same way because we have people traveling to different continents so someone who's muslim you know who comes here and sees uh you know one god and then someone who's american goes somewhere and sees another god or someone who's uh indian goes somewhere sees a different god you know it's going to be like it's not going to make sense right (laughs) to be like okay well i don't understand how they're merging and how do we see them merge because well is everybody going to see them merge out like at the same time or separate times uh are we talking about different satellites coming together all at once or are all these satellites going to project a number of different satellite uh, images at the same time? It just doesn't really make sense. It doesn't add up to me uh, how this would possibly happen without showing all the gods at the same exact time in the same exact location. Right. Yeah. It, it kind of, it makes it kind of iffy about this whole conspiracy theory because what really is going to happen. Um, and that, that really leads into step three, but still it's really confusing as to how this would all work. Um, because you've got the projection where it's talking in whatever language is prevalent in that country. Um, and supposedly you're seeing whatever God that you believe in. Um, but then, Step three is telepathic electronic two-way communication, which involves making people think their God is speaking to them through telepathy instead of out loud, because that one, uh, step two, I believe, is projected out loud, where this one, you're only going to be hearing it in your head. Um, And each person will individually uh, be hit with extreme low frequency radio waves. Um, now here lays, you know, lays the question, if you're an atheist, what are you going to see in here? Or are you going to see in here that whatever God is prevalent in your country, you know? Um, and then, uh, the, the book that this was all, uh, all came from supposedly you're gonna there's also a claim that elf elf uh thought projection caused the depressive illness of michael dukakis's wife kitty um which would be would give credence to this step three telepathic electronic two-way communication and there are actually some people that i've seen uh that have given interviews that claim that this is actually happening to them through government uh, means where they, they have either worked for the government or they were in communication with some type of government agency that was, was doing this to them. So it, again, step two, step three are kind of odd because step two, you've got the, the projection and it's talking out loud and then it goes into step three where they're talking to you telepathically. So to me, that that kind of 
muddles this conspiracy theory a little bit. But that's again, that's maybe just my opinion. Um, what do you think about that part of it? About these two together? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of this contradicts itself. You know, it, it, it's I said it a little bit ago. It's just it doesn't really make sense. Um, not to mention that some Project Bluebeam proponents believe that psychological uh, preparations have already been made for this type of event. Uh, Monest actually in his writing had claimed that 2001 A Space Odyssey, a Star Wars and Star Trek series all involve an invasion from space and all nations coming together, uh, which by the way, the first two don't, and the third is a peaceful contact, uh, but that these three shows are already prepping people's minds to believe, hey, it's possible that there could be some type of space invasion. Invasion, You know, this is something we're mm. going to recognize uh, as opposed to those of us who might, you know, see something we've never seen before. And instead of immediately being like, oh, God, what, what is, you know, I know what this is. Uh, we'd just be like, what's what's happening where, you know, we're just questioning and curious as opposed to immediately, immediately submitting uh, to, to the fear of an avian invasion. Uh, another one is of course, Jurassic park, which propagandizes evolution, uh, which according to Monast is going to make people think that God's words are lies. Um, and this is in the fact that I believe God doesn't support, or the Bible doesn't support uh, evolution as a whole, that humans didn't come from monkeys, as so many people believe, uh, but that we are created uh, independently as human beings, and that there are some other creatures like apes or ape species that have human qualities, uh, and that there are even some humans that have ape qualities, if we're thinking of Neanderthals, for example. Uh, and actually, in some theory, that Bigfoot, very popular these days on Paratruth Radio, uh, is actually a Neanderthal and not just some cryptid. It's just another man who is from an old world uh, who's still living, and he never changed because he can't. He is a Neanderthal, and Neanderthal. That's basically his his race. Um, so. Whether or not any of this is really true, it doesn't, it isn't, it doesn't look like it is, you know, there never really was uh, any type of, of uh, nations coming together or invasion from space in these other movies. Um, you know, I, I think he's just grasping at straws here, trying to make his theory seem legit. It's like you take a lie and you spin it to make people believe that the lie is true when in reality, if you just fact check, you realize the lies are just lies. There's no truth to them. So definitely I think there's a lot of things that kind of mess this stuff up, you know, like, like really mm -hmm. just contradict themselves. So going into step four, which actually goes a little bit more into this whole idea of how people are going to become gullible and what I just said with these movies and things like that. Uh, but step four has three parts. One is making humanity think that an alien invasion is about to occur at every major city. Step two or step two of step four 
is that making the Christians think the rapture is about to happen. And the third is a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces, allowing the supernatural forces to travel through fiber optics, coax, uh, power, and telephone lines to penetrate all electronic equipment and appliances that will by then all have special microchips installed. So now we're looking at not only is the government involved, but now the phone companies are involved, technology companies are involved. So there's many more people who are now involved in this. Um, and yet it's all to remain a secret until this point. Just don't really see it happening. Uh, the idea is that once all of these three things happen, chaos will break out and people will finally be willing, perhaps even desperate to accept the new world order. The techniques used in the fourth step is exactly the same used in the past in the USSR to force people to accept communism, uh, which is interesting. Now, a device apparently, at least is believed, uh, had been perfected already that will lift enormous numbers of people at one time to replicate a rapture. And it's actually believed that UFO abductions or what we consider UFO abduction, abductions are actually just tests of this particular device to see how well it works. Um, now, I don't know where these, you know, where these people go during the abduction, how this all comes together. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of technological things that need to happen in the midst of everybody the whole population of the world would have, it'd have to happen in front of them in order to get these things installed. Right. Um, and I just don't know that that's really happening. I don't think there's anything that points out and says, Hey, look, this is, you know, this is true because we haven't, we've seen weird things in the skies, but I feel like maybe these UFO abduction tests and these, this whole idea of the rapture uh, being, man-made in this case as opposed to actually being a, a godly thing is it, just a little over the top here well i mean there's even arguments between different uh factions of christianity uh, factions isn't the right word but um that some claim the rapture isn't anywhere in the bible or going to happen and some claim that it is so Again, you you have that division in people, and and what will happen? Will the people that believe in the rapture just be quote unquote raptured up, or will it be all of Christianity? Right. Well, and, and well, and that's the thing too is when you look at the rapture. If I'm not mistaken, it's only the Christians really believe in a rapture, right? Um, so a lot of what they're doing is at least in his theory is basing this stuff on Christianity, which is of course the most popular faith in the world um, by a lot. So that would make sense in, in one way, but I, I feel like that by creating a rapture, you're ultimately making people believe that Christianity was real, which could have significant impact on the rest of uh, what they're trying to take place here. Because if you are a Christian or know anything about Christianity and what it says in the Bible, you're going to quickly see that some of the stuff that they're talking about here in this in this theory just doesn't coincide at all. My, a couple minor things like the rapture, um, but the majority of it just 
doesn't make sense. And then, of course, it really comes down to this whole idea of the Antichrist and that according again to Monest, who uh, he had a lecture in 1994 uh, in which he detailed what would actually happen after this whole event, really, again, goes to show us the, the, the issues behind this type of whatever you call it, I guess this type, all I can think is, is the word event again. Um, and that is of course things that very much are just bad things. You know, this is definitely something that you would think would happen with the antichrist reigning supreme, uh, as it's says in the Bible for a certain amount of time between before God comes back. Um, some of those things that were categorized and it's, some of it is a little, so it's a, it might not be for the best, all ears, so be prepared. But one, it's believed that Christian children will be kept for human sacrifice and sexual slaves or sexual slaves. Uh, a second one is that prisoners will be used in medical experiments. Prisoners to be used as live or as living organ banks. Uh, healthy workers in slave labor camps on certain prisoners in the International Re-Education Center, uh, thanks to repent on television and learn to glorify the New World Order, uh, the International Excusion Center, not exactly sure what that is. Execution uh, and Center. A, what? Execution. Execution Center, yeah. International Execution Center. That makes more sense. <laughs> I misread that. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, number seven is and yet to be really acknowledged seventh classification. Why there has to be seven? Well, again, we're looking back at biblical things here. And a lot of what happens in the revelation is in part by the number seven, uh, which is why we consider seven God's number often. When you think of like the Antichrist, the 666 and all that, a lot of people say that the number seven is God's number, which is also why it's considered a lucky number. So there is that type of thing. And, and that's what I think is really interesting about a lot of this is once again, we're looking at this from a Christian aspect. All of this is coming from a Christian aspect as opposed to a, a Muslim aspect or a Buddhist aspect, you know, which is mm -hmm. really weird. Again, it could be because Christianity is so popular and widespread. Um, and maybe those are going to be the hardest people to convince i don't know uh, i mean i know a lot of i've met people who are muslim met people who are buddhist you know they're not they're not gullible people you know so i don't know what the idea is here um but i'm assuming it's because they're trying to take this biblical idea of revelation and manifest it uh in some way and revelation if anyone has read it and if you haven't, you should. It's a very scary story uh, of what is supposedly to happen uh, in some future, whether it's near or far, nobody knows. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, again, this is one of those conspiracy theories that is really directed by one person. He wrote a book and it kind of just took off from there. Uh, people believe it. Whether or not they believe it's going to happen still, we don't know. We know it's supposed to take place in 95 or 96, originally in 87, I believe, and it never happened. 
which would again make sense because the technology just wasn't quite as advanced back then as it is now. Uh, and te technology is only getting more advanced on a daily basis. Like when you look at some of the new stuff coming out, like the iPhone 12, I was looking at, for example, just is insane what it's capable of doing. I mean, this little thousand dollar phone is taking video that 20,000, 30, 40, 50, $60,000 cameras are doing on movie sets. Like it's <laughs> that crazy that technology has advanced that far. Uh, and we carry this around in our pockets every day. Not to mention, despite the fact that I like my little phone, I do have a little issue with Siri and the brain of my iPhone being that all I have to do is have a conversation with somebody. I don't have to look it up on my phone. My phone could stay in my pocket on sleep. I can have a conversation with somebody. And then as soon as I go online, guess what I'm getting advertisements, advertisements for? Whatever it was, I talked to somebody, which means that the phone is listening. And if the phone is listening, somebody else very well may be listening, whether that's the government, whether it's some other who knows what is playing, pulling the strings in the background or hoping to pull strings in the background. Who knows? But that's a conspiracy in, the, in and of itself. And it's, it is kind of scary when you, when you consider this idea of the all seeing eye and they're monitoring everybody, you know? Well, uh, I mean, not even um, not even putting it on the government. You know, there have been numerous books written, uh, most famous movie ever about uh, an artificial intelligence taking over Terminator. Um, there's that little thing in the back of people's minds too. Are machines going to take over? Uh, it, the Matrix, another one where machines got to the point where they were tired of humanity pushing them around because we abused them, which to me, I mean, really points to uh, not just machines, but we've treated each other so badly uh, throughout history. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I've had numerous conversations with Shelley about how you can't tell me the phone's not listening to you because there have been multiple times where just like you said, I've been talking to somebody um, sometimes and this is very rare and it could be completely coincidental, but I can be thinking about something and then all of a sudden there's advertisements popping up on my freaking phone with whatever it was I was thinking about. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. You know, it, it's amazing where technology has gone. Uh, you know, I recall growing up, you know, I mean, heck I'm living right now in the house that I grew up in. And I remember the phones we had back then I was playing snake on my phone. You, <laughs> you literally only need two buttons for that. Uh, and now we're over here using swipe screens and all kinds of crazy, you know, tapping all kinds of different things. Uh, so technology is definitely advanced. Um, you know, you ask people these days, you, know, you could ask uh, any of my cousins, uh, Justin's nieces, what is a, uh, a, a, a pager? What's a pager? They have no idea. They don't know what a pager is, you know, <laughs> and that's where we're at these days. Like these are, there are things that are obsolete and there are new things that now I don't even fully understand, but these younger generations are already grasping, which could be a very scary thing because if this technology has a grasp as we know it does on the youth, 
of the world, then they can pretty much be persuaded to do a lot of things. It, like you have to question. You and I didn't know when we were younger what we would, how we would grow up, like what we would learn from life. What we, how mm-hmm. would we be? You know, twenty years down the road. And now we're wondering where are these kids now going to be down the road because the technology they're growing up with is way more advanced than we could have ever imagined. Um, in fact, probably around 2000, the year 2000, we were still like all this was sci-fi. These smaller phones, this crazy internet access, you know, the speeds at which we can connect to another country or halfway around the world. Um, that was all sci-fi stuff to us. It was just theory. And now here we are living that theory. And you have to question, what other theories are we currently talking about that another 20, 30, 40 years down the line might be truth in the making? Uh, I don't really believe that Project Bluebeam is one of those truths. I think there's a lot of descriptions in the story here, uh, in the details that just don't add up. Uh, There's a lot of contradictions to to what uh Monas Monas. was saying and uh, again this is just one guy and look i'm just going to throw it out there how many theories or should i say um predictions have there been about trump getting a second term how many times have people come out and said that and people have believed it and they've lived off of it? And guess what? You were let down because the prophecies aren't really what they were back when God was getting everything together, setting things in motion, setting humanity in motion. You know, um, these people who say, oh, God spoke to me and said, so-and-so is the next president, I think is a lot of bull. You know, I don't think God is pulling the strings there. Uh, not, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of theories that are just propaganda anymore. And a lot of these people come out of the woodwork to make a prediction in hopes to be right, to win money, or to uh, set themselves off as some type of overnight fame. But uh, well, there's a lot of misleading happening here. Yeah, and I mean, there are those that say, too, uh, regarding the whole uh, Project Bluebeam thing, is that our government is 10 years more advanced technology-wise than what we're being given. Again, still buying into the conspiracy theory situation, of course, but um, I, I wouldn't put it past them not to give us the same technology that they have uh, reason being, and I've said this multiple times about different things with the government. They know that if we have the technology that they have, things might go into chaos, uh, which kind of trumps this <laughs> Trump uh, trumps this particular yeah. uh, <laughs> um, conspiracy theory because they're supposed to be wanting us to go into chaos because then we will feed into the new world order and, and trust the new world order. Um, but 
like we had said earlier, a lot of, all of it together is so mashed into what is supposed to happen that it's hard to believe this con- this particular theory because it's confusing. And if it's confusing, then right. how much credit does it really have? True. Absolutely true. So overall, in your opinion, thumbs down as far as this conspiracy theory is concerned? Absolutely. And I just, I personally don't see it. I know I know, I tend to turn a lot of these conspiracy theories down. Uh, and I don't want, I'm, I'm not saying it just because it's hard for me to believe in conspiracies. Uh, obviously, there's a few. Uh, anything that really has to do with aliens, you know, or other worlds out there, uh, anything that has to do with time and space continuum stuff. Um, Bigfoot, who has to deal with both another world <laughs> and time and space continuums, um, <laughs> you know, but like, this is just, I think this is just out overstretched, you know? And again, I know there's people out there who are going to say, I'm one of the, the, the sheep. I'm one of the sheep who's, you know, giving in and being misled and not believing is exactly what they want. But look at the facts. They just are too contradictive. And yes, I know. And this is what I, why I think it's far-fetched is because I know that there's a possibility that all of this could be purposely construed, mixed up, messed up, you know, contradictive to throw people off. I know that. If I didn't know that, then I would be the gullible one to say, oh, it doesn't exist. And then I'd be potentially the sheep. But the fact that people like me, like you, Justin, like others out there, so many of our friends actually who do paranormal podcasts uh, will look at this type of stuff and say, yes, I see some interesting possibilities here. I see where technology could work here or there. Uh, But overall, the theory in of itself, this conspiracy doesn't stand very well. Uh, it's like standing on one leg. You need two to, to stand properly, to have a strong foundation, you know? So I don't know. Again, anyone, what, what are your thoughts? You know, what are you guys thinking about this? Have you done your own research? What do you have to say about anything we've shared with you guys? Uh, we definitely, definitely want to hear from you. So reach out to us via email, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on there. Uh, you, you know, just let us know whether or not this is something you think is a possibility. Do you think it's true? Do you think it's plausible? Uh, or do you think it's just a load of crud? You know, where, where do you think technology is going? Uh, consider, consider the last 20 years. Can we advance further? What's happening? You know, our drones are going to be, uh, I mean, it's already, they're already a big thing, but can they potentially mm-hmm. become bigger yet? Uh, you know, and how can that be used either by citizens of the world or by governments, by companies, you know, how, how is this implemented? And do you think they can be used for good or can they potentially be used for bad? I'd like to know what you guys are thinking. Right. Yeah. I would love to hear it too. I mean, in my personal opinion too, thumbs down as to this particular theory. Uh, you know, there have been multiple, uh, you had talked about prophecies uh, that 
have not come true about Trump, but look at how many end of the world prophecies that have been put out over just in our lifetime, our lifetime. Um, and none of them right. have come true. So, but uh, yeah, right. I would love to hear everybody else's thoughts on this. Uh, definitely reach out to us, whether it's in comments through email. Uh, if you listen on new lantern media's website, there is just that contact button, which would be the easiest if you're listening from the website to contact us. Uh, there is paratruthradio at gmail.com and New Lantern Media at uh, New Lantern Media One at gmail.com as well. But yeah, definitely reach out, whether it's in the comments or, or vice versa. Um, next couple weeks are going to be pretty cool. Uh, we're going to be bringing on a couple guest co hosts with us. We were, we had discussed this about November to be thankful about the different things about our show that have come around in the past. Oh, how many years has it been, Eric? In Paratruth or yeah, in Paratruth. general? Paratruth, uh, what are we at? Four years now, I think. Mm, I think it's six years. 2014, I think, is, it, is when is we... Is it six? Did we yeah. start in 14? Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. I, felt like, I thought it was 16. Sheesh. Because I got married in 2016, and we were we were doing the show at that point. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't even know these things. That's wow. That's and that's what I meant, like saying earlier, like at the beginning of the show, how time, how fast time is moving. It feels so much shorter when I look back on it. Uh, just before the show, you and I were going through some of the old episodes uh, that that mm -hmm. are listed in our. Uh, on Podacy, I was just like, man, I, I remember that show and that show and that show and that show. These are from like 2017, <laughs> 16. Like it feels like literally feels like yesterday. I could have swore we did them just last year, um, but yeah, it's just it's insane, man. <laughs> so we'll be bringing on uh, Geraldine Kozak, who had the show Tiger Girl for God Radio. I uh, do believe she is releasing episodes here and there on YouTube right now. Um, but uh, she was on the Paratruth Radio Network when we started that. Uh, she's been a great supporter of Paratruth Radio since we started. Uh, and from you know talking to her, we inspired her to go forward with doing podcasting as well as voice acting. Um, and we'll be talking about Planet X, the planet Nibiru. Uh, going into detail about what all that's about. There are people that are claiming uh, that they're seeing this particular planet now. We'll get into that. And then the following show, we'll be bringing on our good friend Heidi Linden uh, to talk about uh, cursed objects and how that can affect somebody because there was recently a uh, thief who claims that he was cursed by an object that he stole. So... Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good few weeks going into December. Um, and of course, since we didn't have any guests on the past couple weeks, this was being thankful to you, our listeners, because it, if it wasn't for you guys, uh, we would not be continuing to do a show. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be doing six years of Paratruth Radio and having our devout listeners listen every week um and 
continue to hold on as we were in our uh, six month uh, hiatus as well. So um, definitely stay tuned to all the amazing episodes that are going to be coming up. Um, anything else that you wanted to announce or anything like that, Eric? No, uh, you know, obviously, Justin had already said this is really our Thanksgiving month. Uh, and so we're going to be giving thanks. And of course, we're just two weeks away from Thanksgiving. So I'm sure when we're on with Jerry and and or Heidi, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a little special Thanksgiving something uh, happening during those episodes as well. So uh, I hope everyone's having a great month so far. I know it's starting to get a little stressful. The thought of all the family members you don't want over coming over and staying much <laughs> longer than they should be staying, uh, but it's okay. Take a moment, throw some earbuds on and turn on Paratruth Radio. We're there for you. Uh, and so until then, as always, my name will, I don't think I'm going to change it anytime soon, is Eric. And I'm Justin. Peace. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.